Good day, my friends. This is Under Review, the tennis podcast from an insider's perspective. I'm Craig Shapiro, and on the show, I talk with the most interesting voices in the sport. So it's been a year, a full year of Under Review. That's right. Last year, in anticipation of the U.S. Open, we released our first episode of Under Review, and now we've come full circle. We're at the U.S. Open in the whole city's a buzz. Not sure if it's because of our anniversary or the Open, but I'm going to say both. So we wanted to commemorate this milestone with a series of blockbuster episodes for you. Typically, we go deep with our guests, but the ones coming up this week are a bit busy because they are all playing the U.S. Open. That's right, for the next couple days, we're going to roll out interviews with several of the top players in the women's draw. So without further ado, our first guest is 20 years old and 20 in the world. She's posted wins over Azarenka, Osaka, Barty, Sharapova, and Serena Williams, to name a few. Sophia Kennan is going to discuss her meteoric rise, tell us why she thinks her father knows everything about tennis, and tell us what it's like to beat Serena Williams at a major. We met up with Sophia the week before the U.S. Open at the Aurora Games in Albany, New York. First of all, we're in the basement of the Times Union Arena in Albany, New York. Our guest literally just finaled and semied her last two tournaments. Do I have that right? Um, both semis. Oh, both both semis. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake. For some reason, I had it in my head that that was a final. No, um, I wish. <laughs> the young lady you hear is world number 20. Yes. New number 20. <laughs> yep. Sonia <laughs> Kennan. Thank you for uh, spending a few moments with us. Thank you very much for having me. Um, how are you feeling? Ready, excited for tonight. It's going to be a great event, so I'm looking forward to it. This event is a celebration of females in sport. I think it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I think it's really great, you know, um, different sports, you know, competing here, all the different women here. It's, I think it's really great and really exciting. I mean, you, you are out by the court and there's like gymnasts flipping. Yes, I was watching them. I'm really impressed with that. I mean, it's really exciting to see. You them. look like you could be a gymnast. I wish. <laughs> you didn't do any gymnastics? No, no, I didn't do it, no. Did you do any other sports? I did uh, soccer and uh, ballet. Soccer and ballet. Yeah, ballet, yeah. Um, let's get right into it. We do a five-set format. The first set, we call it the off-the-court report. Right. So you finished playing Cincinnati just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. What did you do? I went back home. We flew back home the next day to Florida, unpacked my stuff, packed new stuff, and flew back here. No party. <laughs> no party, no. You don't break open you don't break open some champagne. No. <laughs> no. Nothing like that. No, if I went a Grand Slam, maybe. <laughs> so you went back to so you flew to Miami. Mm-hmm. That you live in Pembroke Pines. That's really Miami, right? Well, it's like an hour from Miami. And then you came here? Yes. Everything's feeling good? You're ready to rock and roll? Yep, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm feeling well, I'm playing well, and gonna use the momentum for here, and of course, US Open. Let's go to our second set, and we call it the On the Court Report. Um, first of all, Montreal. Toronto. So the women were in Toronto. So first of all, Toronto. <laughs> How would you describe your tournament? I think it was great overall, of course. Um, I wish I would have done better, but it was a great experience. I played well. I had a great week there. And um, What would you say your best wins were through the tournament? 
Um, I would say, I mean, all of my wins, to be honest, but I guess um, beating Ashley Barty and... Um, right out of the box. Yeah, the second round, and then Svitolina in the quarterfinals. So that was obviously good and solid wins. So. Then you went straight to Cincy. Yes, and then I had to play again, Alina in the uh, third round, I think. Yeah, third round I had to play her, and I, got, I beat her, which was really good. I can't get over... I, every time I watch you play, okay... I think you play so fast. Does your father, your coach ever say, listen, you gotta slow down? Yes, they tell me and I don't do it, so. You don't do it? <laughs> no. Because I feel like you're trying to blow out the opponent's lungs. Because yeah. I get tired <laughs> watching how fast you play. Are you trying to like show them that you're more fit? Or um, it's just the way you play? I, that's just how I play. I try to go fast. And of course, when the momentum is going my way, I'm gonna go fast. When and, the momentum's yeah. going your way, you go faster. Yeah, I guess faster, yeah. And then, yeah, I like to play fast. You're a fast player. Yeah, I'm fast. Now, can a slow player, does a slow player, is that something that annoys you? No, I don't really get annoyed by my opponents regarding to that. I, it's fine, you know, if they want to take their time, they take their time, and I'll just do whatever I need to, I need to do, so. Uh, are, you re are you ready for the U.S. Open? I'm very pumped. You're pumped? Yes, yes. We're pumped, too, because we love tennis, and we love under review. If you love under review or even just like it, please consider helping us bring you a steady diet of tennis content. To join the Under Review family and help keep this podcast trucking, please consider becoming a patron. Along with unheard episodes and pre-releases, there are some great perks that you can only get with us. Like a practice session with a guy who normally plays with John McEnroe, our early guest and former world number 37, Chuck Adams. You can also get internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong to play a party for you. You can find these perks and more at patreon.com slash underreviewtennis. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash underreviewtennis. Let's get back to world number 20, Sophia Kennan. Let's go into our third set. This is the part of our show where we talk about your career. Now, I know you were born in Moscow. You came to Florida at a young age. Yes. Um, how would you describe that experience? What are some of your early childhood memories? Um, I mean, I don't really remember much, but um, I do remember I was in Moscow. We were building like a snowman, and it was, yeah, it was really, really fun. And then we came to Florida when I was a baby, and that's when my tennis career started. And I think it's great to have, you know, I was an, an immigrant, you know, moving from Russia to Florida and starting my tennis career, which was really great. And your father, he got you to Rick Macy. Is that true? Yeah, I, I was with him for some a little bit. Um, yeah, we took some lessons. He helped me with uh, my shots, ground strokes, and after just yeah. He said some nice things about you, but he he was he was a, did he work with you significantly or really? It's your father's always been your head coach. Yeah, my dad's always my head coach. Always. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I did work with Rick, and then we I guess we decided to change it up. I guess, but um, yeah, my dad's my head coach. And. Your junior career has been incredible. From the time you were 10 years old, were you playing tournaments every week? Um, yeah, I played like Super Nationals, like almost every, uh, whenever they were, and um, other tournaments as well. I started beating up on girls, and then obviously junior started. We went everywhere, you know, to the grade fours, grade twos, grade ones, and ace. I won Orange Bowl, by the way, <laughs> so it was a good win. You won Orange Bowl. Yes. Do you win nationals? I did win nationals. I have like 12 gold balls literally in the um, downstairs. So yeah, my trophies. I got to see that room. <laughs> it's a big room. 
it's big, just big, full of trophies. Yeah, literally. It's so many trophies, brings back so many memories from there and other tournaments. But did you play like junior Grand Slams? Did you play? Yeah, of that? course. You yeah. did. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. What, and what were your results there? I got to the finals in U.S. Open juniors, so that was obviously the best result. Who'd you lose to? Dalma Goffey. like four and five, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. You, you, they always say they don't remember. Everyone remembers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a close match. Um, yeah. But you played, and, and, and as you were playing those ITF juniors, you were accumulating WTA pro points. That doesn't count for WTA. But though. I'm saying, but you were playing other stuff. Is yes, that, I was doing um, pro circuits in the, on the WTA, uh, 60,000s, 25s. You know, you had to start somewhere. So, of course, I did that for, for some time, I guess, yeah. Because the other day they showed on TV a graphic, and it said... 2013, 14, 15, it showed your ranking. Yeah. And it was like 700, 400, <laughs> 200, 50, 20. <laughs> like it looks so incredible. It's good, yes. Um, of course I build up, I played a lot of tournaments, but, got to the highest level, so. But you've been playing pro tennis since you were 15? Oh, you mean Professional what? tournaments, like gaining points. Oh yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. Not 14. Well, whenever, I don't know. Um, yeah, about that. But you started building. Yeah. And um, do you have any interesting opinions about the age limit rule? Like, you know, what they're doing to Coco Goff, where she can only play a certain number of events because of her age. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I had that when I was playing. Um, I don't really know what to say about that. I, it's never affected me, or I've, I really don't have much to say about that. Do you think it was a useful thing, or do you think it was fine to... They, they, they don't need to have it. You could play more. I guess, yeah, they shouldn't have it so they can play more and get more points and more matches. Is there a moment in your pro career at a tournament or in a match that like things really started to click where you were like, shoot, you know what? I'm right there. I can beat anybody in the world. <laughs> um, I guess um, when I went professional, it clicked. I got to the third round. I played Maria, my idol. Um, and that's when I obviously realized that I can play at this highest level and this is what I want to do. What, what tournament? US Open. You made your official pro debut? But yeah, I, I mean, I went professional after that, yeah. Amazing. I mean, how, what's better than that? Right. Basically, yeah. Um, now that you're 20 in the world, do you have a, a map or a plan for what the next, you know, six months, 10 months, 12 months, 18 months, how that looks like? Um, I really didn't think about that. I obviously, when I started the year, I wanted to be top 20, so obviously I achieved it. But right now, I'm just gonna try and have a, you know, play well, you know, this whole year because it's still a lot of matches and tournaments to play. So I'm just gonna do my best, and hopefully my ranking can move up. And of course, I want to be number one, so that's never changed. You want to be number one? Yes, obviously. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that there are things in your game that you can improve? to uh, go from 20 to 10 or 20 to 1? Are you, are, do you feel like you're close? Um, of course, I feel I'm close. It's all, yeah, so like 10, 10 more spots. But um, of course, I need to improve a lot of stuff. Uh, fitness, obviously, is the key. You know, you got to be really fit. You got to, yeah, be ready to, you know, once you have a tough match, you got to be ready to play the next day. You, you need to literally feel like you're there. You got to give 100% when you're playing. Um, I guess I can develop my game more to become like top 10 at least, right? But there, like when you go back, say after the U.S. Open, will you like work on volleys, or does it, or do you just, is it just your game is all there, and it's just about getting fitter and stronger and better? And 
I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously I feel my game is there, but I feel like I can improve on coming more to the net. So I guess I can try and improve on that, but I'm not going to have much time after the Open because we got to go to Asia. You play the Asia, you'll yeah, play the yes. Asia circuit. Yes. How would you describe your tennis to someone who never saw you play before? Um, I would say that I'm very competitive. I never give up. I love winning more than, of course, more than losing. Um, what about your strokes? Like, what would you say about your, like, what do you like to do? What don't you like, you know? Um, strokes, I'm, I like to be aggressive. I like to control the points. I, you take the ball early. Yeah, I take it very, try to take it very early, yes. I try to, yeah, punish my opponents whenever there's a strip ball. I try to do something with it. Let's go to our fourth set. We call it the 10 ball scramble. I'll say something and you just say what comes into your mind. Okay. Favorite city? New York. Favorite tournament? US Open. Your first language? Russian. Second language? English. On court coaching? What do you mean, like is it good or? Well, you tell me, what is, when it comes into your mind when I say it. Oh, um, great. You like it. How helpful, helpful. That's you like helpful. it. You're yeah. a proponent I of approve. it. I approve. Yes. I Your like dad it. comes down. You guys talk. Yeah. So I, it's helpful and it's it works. Do you ever? Are you ever? They because no one knows what you're saying because you switch from Russian we talk to Russian, English. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you ever? Are you just yelling at your father? No. Never. No. When his camera, I'm not going to yell at him there. <laughs> he, he's usually just giving you good advice, or is he saying, "Listen, you're being lazy. You have a bad attitude." <laughs> You have to stop. What There's you no do. time for that. You literally have like not much time. So he tells me what I need to do, and it helps after every time I start playing better. So he's never wrong. No. I like to admit it, but no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's why I slowed down a bit. No, he's not. He's laughing over there too. Everybody. Yeah, because he knows he's right. So. <laughs> does he? Um, how does he know anything about tennis? By the way. Um, I mean, he played, but obviously not professionally. But um, yeah, he knows about it, and he knows better than any coach, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he knows, and he got me there, so it was really good. And literally, I'm telling you, like he knows everything about it. He knows exactly what to say. He knows the key moments, key points where match where the points change. Like I can literally say, oh, I don't remember what happened, and he's like, this is what happened at this uh, score, this point. You did this, or so. He, yeah, he knows. It's like a book. <laughs> It's an open book. He knows everything about it. Photographic memory of the tennis. Basically, yes. He's playing every point with me, so yeah. Well, it looks like he is. I mean, it looks like he's having a heart attack when he's out there. <laughs> he's just nervous, but I mean, yeah. And that's it. You have a winning combination. You got to stay with it. Yeah, of course. Um, Off-court coaching, coaching that goes on from the box. I don't mind. You don't mind it? No, I don't mind it. I prefer Encore, of course, but I don't mind, yeah. Prize money. Sweet. Your best win. Um, best win, oh my God. I have a few recently. Um, you could give us a few. Um, okay, when I beat uh, Sweetonin in Cincinnati, uh, Ash at, um, what was it, what was it, Toronto, and of course, Serena at French. Serena at the French. Yeah, that's number one. I don't know why I said that, number three. That was, yeah, that was the first. What's it feel like to play her? Intimidating a little bit because she's my idol. I've always looked up to her. So when we were sitting across the net, I was like, I need to somehow put that aside and, you know, just treat it like a normal, regular match on a normal day, you know, even though we were like last match and Philippe Chatrier, you know. So it was obviously really exciting and I just had to put that aside. 
What about the ball she hits? Does it have a different quality than other players? Um, of course, yeah, she hits the ball really clean. Um, it's really fast, so I, I knew I needed to stay low. I needed to get all my energy focused on that match. Worst loss? Um, um, I guess against Kvitova at a Miami Open. It's up 4-2 in the third, so yeah. You were up 4-2 in the third, you yeah. gave it back. I lost 6-4, so yeah, that was a tough loss. Sophia Kennedy, I mean, all her mm -hmm. stuff has happened like this past year, mm -hmm. so it's a little different. You're just getting rolling out there. Yes, trying to. Everything's in your mind now. Um, favorite player growing up? Serena Williams. Toughest opponent? Serena, for sure. <laughs> Let's go into our fifth and final set. We call it the queen of the court. If there was one thing you could change in tennis, with just one swing of the racket, what would it be? I would say have the WTA more like a united front. I think it'd be great for everyone to like come together and um, show that like women have equality and they should be treated like individuals and yeah, they should just, I mean, it, it's obviously their WTA is like really great, but I think it's, if it'd be more improved, it would be even better to, to show it. Sophia Cannon uh, breaking down lots of interesting stuff for us. Um, I mean, you're like one of the hottest players on tour right now. Um, I hope you're feeling as good as uh, you seem like you've been playing. Yeah, I do, and I'm really happy. You are released. Thank you. Thank good you. luck. Thank you. Huge thank you to Sophia Cannon, and good luck in New York. Big thank you to Jerry Solomon, and thank you to Michelle Cope and the folks at the Aurora Games. Thank you to Marin Ball at IMG, and big thank you to Patreon supporter Scott Levy. Welcome aboard. If you'd like to come aboard, help support under review, and get great perks along the way, please visit patreon.com slash underreviewtennis and see what it's all about. And thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And tell your fathers, your coaches, your coaching fathers, and whoever else knows and loves tennis. We can be found wherever you get your podcasts. We also love hearing from you. So if you have a topic you want to explore or a person you want to hear from, please let us know. Our email is info at underreviewtennis.com. At UR with CS is our Twitter handle. Under Review Tennis is our Instagram and Facebook. And to catch some clips from some of our interviews, check out our YouTube page. Our producer is Scott Tuft, and our music is by Brian Senti. Jason Binnick did our mix. We'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport. Until then, I'm Craig Shapiro, and you are released. <laughs>